0: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, great to be back. Boys are here, ready to go. Your phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above are welcome. Any day, but on Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We have a poll question. At least we had one in the first hour. Seaton doing the honors today. Update the poll results there, Seaton.
1: We went with most entertaining athlete in all of sports. Um, Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes basically splitting the top half of the vote. John Moran, Caitlin Clark we threw in there too. Hmm. Um, being disrespected, the two of them. Only 13%, 11% of the vote. Steph Curry looking at 39.
0: Yeah, Caitlin Clark is the real deal. You know, she's uh, Iowa... Iowa star guard, but if you want to see the re, you know, sort of the trickle down of Steph Curry's career, watch Caitlin Clark because is great. She had thirty eight last night as uh, they beat Michigan, a uh, co Big Ten champs. She's for real. You know, Paige Becker's back for uh, uh, UConn, but Caitlin Clark is tune in factor uh, certainly with March Madness coming up. You know, it's been a weird year in the NBA. Cavs and Grizzlies are two of the better teams in basketball. Meanwhile, the Lakers and Nets fighting for playoff spots. And on paper, you would go, the Nets and Lakers are two of the more talented teams. And both are over the luxury tax, and they're set to win now, and it's not happening. And that should be really concerning for both of these teams. Historically, to win the NBA Finals, you need to be at least a number three seed. No team above a three seed has won the title in over 25 years. Last team to do that? 1995 Houston Rockets. They were... No, no, that's not yet. Marvin Quick on the trigger here. Don't get so excited. Although, okay. No team has won the title as uh, higher than a three seed in the last 25 years. The last team to do that, the 1995 Houston Rockets. There you go. There you go. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what what stat of the day. The Rockets were a sixth seed back then. Now the seeding doesn't tell the whole story because Brooklyn and L.A. have stars that are missing significant time. Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis. But you can't change the past. So unless one of these teams can make a serious late season push, historically speaking, the NBA finals matchup could be growing increasingly unlikely. And if I gave you those two teams to start the year or everybody else, you would have taken either one of those teams to win the championship. Now, you're looking at uh, this Laker team. It's lost, I think, 14 of their last 20. They were beaten last night by New Orleans. And you start to think, okay, Anthony Davis comes back. Even without Anthony Davis, you're at home. And you know, you start to wonder. And usually with LeBron James, you're patient. And, but this year, you know, you have to be running out of patience because it's not him, it's everybody else. But it felt like LeBron at the trade deadline was hoping they would do something. And then it felt like the Lakers management said, no, 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 these are the guys you wanted. You deal with this. You make this better. At least that's the feeling you get from the Lakers. Hey, we can't do anything. We we mortgaged our future. We traded young players. You wanted Anthony Davis, you got him. You wanted Russell Westbrook, you got him. You wanted some of these other players on other teams, you got him. Now make it work. And they're not going to make it work. Maybe if Anthony Davis comes back, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess another month for Anthony Davis, but... Who is he? What is he when he comes back for you? Can you count on him? You know, right now, the Suns have struggled a little bit without Chris Paul. The Warriors lost last night. I watched the Warriors against the Mavericks, and even though the Warriors didn't have Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, they were up like 21 points in the third quarter. And I'm watching the Mavs, although Spencer Dinwiddie played really well, and Luka played pretty well. You know, you start to look at you know, that team, and you're like, there's not much going on in Dallas right now but with golden state when everybody's healthy you know that was my my pick i just thought people are sleeping on golden state cuz once everybody comes back they got some youth there they got some depth they're a great team but phoenix does have that experience the question is when does chris paul come back but you're watching this and you're waiting for something to happen and i don't think it happens with the lakers this year if you're going to sneak in a play in game like you're the lakers that's not supposed to happen And then, you know, LeBron is walking back. the Hey, I'm going to play where my my son gets drafted. Well, now he's saying, no, I want to be with the Lakers. But as far as, you know, LeBron and his son, he uh, was talking to the Athletics' Jason Lloyd, and, and LeBron said that he'd like to play at least one year with his son. Now, we said that a couple of years ago, that LeBron was going to continue to play until his son got into the NBA. He said, my last year will be played with my son. Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point. Well, Bronny is a junior in high school right now. And if he follows the one-and-done prospect path, then the earliest he can play is at the start of the 2024 NBA season. Well, I proposed if I'm now, you know, he's, he's Bronny is a made man now. Now it's like, okay, somebody's going to draft him because if you draft him, you get LeBron. Are you drafting him on merit? Are you drafting him because you get LeBron? LeBron for one year at the box office? Let's say, I always throw out Orlando because Orlando's no good. But let's say Orlando drafts. And do you say with the first pick in the 2024 draft, <laughs> Orlando takes Bronny James. Yes, Bowie. I'm more curious to see,
2: with the eighth pick in the draft, the New York Knicks take Bronny James. LeBron's like, have fun out there, son. I'll be in California. I got the DirecTV package. I can
0: watch all your games. Yeah, I'm not going to play for the Knicks. Yeah, I got an NBA ticket. I'll watch games. Yeah, I'll go G League. But now, Bronny, you have to draft him. How high do you draft him? And are you going to get LeBron? It feels like that, well, we've been saying it for years, that that was going to happen. Uh, James Harden's second game as a Sixer, went for 29-10, 16 assists, five steals. James playing defense. How about that? Occasionally he plays defense. There was a video where he's on the bench, and it's pregame, and he's just, he's just dribbling, and then he leans back, and he takes out the <laughs> whole bench. It's, it's like... What? He had to be helped up. It was like Charles Barkley fell down. It's like, oh, we'll help you, Chuck. Come on. (laughs) Harden took out the whole bench just sitting there. Yeah, Paul.
2: (laughs) I I still don't understand it. He looks like a fantastic athlete. I mean, he plays like a fantastic athlete, but there are times and angles where he doesn't look like he's in shape, and he has to be in shape to do what he does.
0: He looks like a guy who snuck onto the court and, you know, like in his day, used to be a, a legend. He was great, and this guy... Trying to reclaim that, and he he looks out of shape. But when you watch him play, he, he goes for 29, 10, and 16. Yes, yes, that that
3: looked like a klutzy moment, but those chairs, I don't know who builds those chairs. I know it's easy to gather them all after the game if they all kind of fold up like a a bunch of dominoes. How many times
0: have you seen a guy lean back on a chair on the bench and take out the whole bench? It was pretty hilarious, but there was some
3: kind of domino thing that they did with those seats where one makes the whole row collapse so they can put everything away faster. or something.
0: stop it. You're blaming the chair. Yeah,
3: the making of the, the makers of the chair. Don't yeah, hate it.
0: the player, hate the chair. Because it wasn't
3: just that one chair; it caused the whole road to like okay.
0: All right, okay. The other news was uh, Kyler Murray's agent, uh, I guess, l- leaked some information. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that Kyler Murray uh, basically wants to uh, be paid. Yeah which is what we thought from the beginning. He wanted to be paid. That's why he was you know, washing all of his social media references to the Cardinals. But uh, I, I don't think he's helping his client, not his image, saying he desperately wants to win a Super Bowl. If you can tell me a quarterback, starting quarterback, who desperately doesn't want to win a Super Bowl, I'll wait and listen. Of course he wants to win a Super Bowl. And the Cardinals did go out and get pieces to help you win. But down the stretch... You guys didn't play well enough. And it, there's a there's a reference in here that talks about he's rapidly improving. Well, he's not. In, in his first three seasons, he's 22 and 23. That's one loss records. You know Mitchell Trubisky, first three seasons, 23 and 18. Here you go, Dan. All right. Uh, as far as his touchdown numbers, interception, they're about the same. You know, his rushing totals are great but he's rapidly improving. You better be great, not rapidly improving. You're, you're asking for 50000000 million? You're asking for market value a year early? You're not – you better make the playoffs. You can't be just rapidly improving. Yeah, Paul.
2: You said this a million times. One of the luxuries of having a rookie quarterback, even the first overall pick, is that you don't have to pay him till after year four. Yeah. And you could spend on other things. Kyler Murray should know by him getting his contract a year early, it hurts his team's chances of winning.
0: Yeah. doesn't help. But if he wants to be paid early, I don't want somebody rapidly improving. By, by this point, you better be great. Mahomes had a Super Bowl and an MVP. Lamar Jackson's been an MVP. Baker Mayfield doesn't deserve to be paid now. There's it's, a few quarterbacks.
1: The Cardinals had only won three games, though. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, his agent then, put out... then the, they won 11. Yeah, the, I, the, before that, it was three. Yeah, the Cardinals won three, and then Kyler Murray came to town, and then they won 11. Yeah, they have three games. They yeah, they did. But he's rapidly improving. No,
1: he's not. Look at the numbers. Yes, he... I like that Mitch Trubisky is our baseline <laughs> for everything. <laughs> it's... Uh, which I can't say. Does that say more about Mitch Trubisky being a better quarterback than we thought or Kyler Murray being worse? I'm not really sure
0: which way that cuts. It kind of well, cuts both ways. I I guess I have to look at what's your one loss record. Uh, then what am I basing this on your quarterback, your QBR? Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah.
2: yeah I throw out Trubisky because after three years or four years in Chicago, he was 29 and 21. That's a very successful Bears quarterback. Most Bears quarterbacks aren't that good. And they moved on from him because they didn't want to pay him, you know, 90% of what the big guys make. You know, Kyler Murray is a much bigger star, but his stats aren't much better. His winning isn't much better. Yeah. His, his star is much
1: bigger. Yeah.
0: But if you're going to put that out, first of all, you put it out on a Monday morning. So all the morning shows, pick it up. I mean, this is calculated. This was a nothing going on. You know, you do have the baseball situation, but this is the NFL and it trumps everything. So you put it out there and you Adam Schefter breaks the story and all of a sudden you're off to the races. Now everybody's going to talk about Kyler Murray. I don't think you do your client any great service here. Because the Cardinals don't have to do anything. And if I'm the Cardinals, I would say the following. Okay. Now they may just decide not to say anything, but it feels like you're trying to kind of shame the Cardinals into giving your client $50 million a year, a year early. And you're going to you know do recent history. If I'm the Cardinals, I would say the following. Hey, we saw what you put out. Uh, we did go out and we made trades and we did bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, we had J.J. Watt. Look, it didn't work out, but we're using resources to try to make this team better for your client. If your client wants to be paid, then how about this? We do something that's team friendly or friendly for both of us. We'll pay you a year early. We would like to have a, a, a discount here. How about that? How about a per year discount? You know, we can get you. We'll have it elevated. But if it's about winning, how about we use that money and we get better players for you? Right? I mean, ask Russell Wilson. Ask the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. These guys get paid. Those teams don't win because you have to lose other players. You know why Seattle went to two Super Bowls? Because Russ was on a rookie contract. You got to spend all that money, keep that defense intact. You know? Mahomes and the Chiefs, they got to do that. Let's see if they're able to continue to do this because he's going to get, you know, $50 million a year. When these quarterbacks get paid, it's difficult to keep, you know, Brady always would restructure and make sure that, you know, the Patriots were going to have a great team around him, even in Tampa. Aaron Rodgers wants $50 million reportedly. Okay. What's that mean for Devontae Adams? What's that mean for his offensive line? What's that mean for some of their defensive players? That's what I want to know. Is Aaron Rodgers worth it? Sure. Today's NFL? Sure. What's it mean? Because you're going to pay these guys, and then what happens after that? Hey, we had to let this guy go. Hey, we couldn't sign this guy. Why? Because of your contract. Yeah, Paul.
2: If you want to compare Kyler Murray to another quarterback of similar style, you know, um, Lamar Jackson in year two, he was uh, MVP. He was 13-2 and two as a starting quarterback. 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, and almost 1,000 yards rushing. The stats aren't really that close if you compare Lamar Jackson to Kyler Murray. Yeah, Wins and actual stats as a quarterback. And Lamar Jackson hasn't got paid yet.
0: Does Lamar Jackson desperately want to win a Super Bowl, though, Paulie? Because Kyler Murray does. <laughs> Yes, Todd.
3: If he's rapidly improving and he wants to bet on himself, I doubt they would go for this. But how about some kind of significantly incentive-based contract then? So all sides win. You could kind of play with the numbers and do it that way. If you're so great and you're going to lead us to uh, the promised land and you want this money now, then you hit these marks. Then these significant numbers will uh, be glad
0: to give you those. Yeah, they just they want a guarantee. They don't want that. But I would say bet on yourself. Same with Baker Mayfield. Bet on yourself. You know, if you have a great year, a breakout year, you're an all-pro. I mean, Dak Prescott bet on himself after an ankle injury. If I'm Kyler Murray's agent, it's like, hey, he's going to bet on himself, but there's no guarantee that he's going to stay with this franchise. Yes, Eden? It's kind of an especially
1: bizarre time, too. Just Not that these two things are necessarily related, but... The announcers' contracts are bigger than some of the starting quarterbacks' <laughs> contracts. And that's got to be very strange, as uh, if you're, say, a, a quarterback who's trying to get their next big deal or their first big deal, and it's like, well, Troy Aikman's already gotten double what I've gotten.
0: Well, Demian. I still go back to, you know, that Jalen Hurts wasn't making as much as the starting quarterback at Alabama was <laughs> this year. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Paul. Tony Romo this year will be the 15th highest paid quarterback in the league based off his
0: announcer salary. Let's take a break. We'll get phone calls best and worst of the weekend. We're back after this of the Dan Patrick Show. Losing weight, more energy, increasing lean muscle when it comes to health and fitness. We all have different goals, but whatever your goals are, if you want to compete as you get older, you got to create healthy habits. And start with something small. This is, I know we're already in February. But this is a New Year's resolution you can start. And it's taking M-Drive, daily supplement for uh, driven guys, packed with clinically tested ingredients that supports healthy testosterone levels, boosting energy so you can compete all year long, no matter how old you are. MdriveDan.com, get it delivered right to your home. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. You can also find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. You need healthy habits to stay in the game, achieve your goals, and M-Drive, one habit that will give you the T-support, energy, strength, and stamina to fuel your performance. M-DriveDan.com or Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with M-Drive. is M-DriveDan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything. Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Even though Todd says don't answer the phones, we're going to. All right, take a couple. No, Tyler took these phone calls now that Marvin has been elevated to the front row there. So I want to uh, have Tyler's work pay off for it. Makes sense. Let's see how well he did. Uh, Jeff in Detroit leads us off. Jeff, best and worst of the weekend.
4: What up, though? One time for chat row. Welcome back, fellas. I missed that velvety smooth voice there, Dan. Listen, while you were gone, I have a... uh, First of all, best and worst is going to be James Harden returning. Uh, look good, the inside, outside. The worst is going to be the coverage, and I'm just anointing them the champs already. Like you said, pump the brakes. I had a discovery. Shout out to the Peacock genius who came up with the idea on Peacock. When you accept the app, you have to accept or decline the uh, the disclaimer. Inside the disclaimer, that nobody ever reads. Buried in there is the recipe for Kevin's chili. No lie. I looked it up, and it's there. Uh, last but not least, <laughs> question for you, my dude. Who had the worst uh, vacation while you guys were off? Juwan Howard or Phil Mickelson?
0: Oh, I would say Phil Mickelson by far. Thank you, Jeff. By the way, the, uh, Kevin, Kevin from The Office, his uh, chili recipe. Yeah, Phil Mickelson definitely, because he's losing sponsors. And even I think his sponsorship with Callaway has been put on pause. Um, No, what what Phil said was stupid. Um, You you know, and he's saying it's off the record, but um, it, it wasn't off the record. And off the record is you're both agreeing something is off the record. You know, that there's a there's a mutual agreement there when you say, hey, this is off the record. And then you acknowledge, yes, it's off the record. Uh, It's like when A-Rod did an interview with us years ago when Derek Jeter was going to sign a contract. And A-Rod called in and we were going to tape the interview, which is something rare. We do. Ninety nine percent of our interviews are, are live and. He, I said, what did you think of Jeter's contract? And he started talking about it and giving you an honest assessment of Derek Jeter. And that, you know, he's never going to get the money I get. And, you know, it became this big, big story. And then as he's telling me this, and he goes, are, are we recording? And I said, yes. So at no point did I say, you know, that's off the record or he said it's off the record. If he would have said, hey, that's off the record, then I don't use that. I would say to him, okay, we won't use that. I mean, I... I've done interviews before where somebody calls back and they'll say, hey, don't air that. And uh, I, I, this happened with uh, an NFL, former NFL coach, called back twice. And I finally said, no, I, 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 can't, I can't keep doing this. And that was a taped interview. And, I, and, and I'll protect you. There have been times, uh, you know, I've done interviews before where somebody has said something and then the PR person will call back and say, hey, you know, don't use that. If it's taped, then I'll be fair to you. I'm not, you know, I haven't survived this long with gotcha journalism. You know, I want to, and gotcha journalism is not journalism. You know, I want to be fair to you. But if you say something live, I can't help you there. And what Phil was saying about Saudi Arabia and, you know, if Phil, Phil needed to do a little more homework on that, comment that, you know, you want to have this global golf tour and we're going to have the, the Saudis finance this. And even if it's off the record that you feel that way and you know what goes on in that country and that they murdered uh, a journalist from the Washington Post, murdered him. And you're, you're acknowledging that to the writer, like it's just stupid and, and really selfish. Is what it came off as. Like you don't really. you care big picture? No, you care about you, smaller picture here. And uh, so, and even you know, with what happened with Juan Howard, you know, I'm I'm watching the game, and they're going to go to break because they're going to go to another game. And you know, they had the music as you go to break, and all of a sudden, I see you know the handshake uh, line, and and you know there was mention of a timeout that was taken late in the game by Wisconsin. And that Juwan Howard was not pleased with what was going on. And then all of a sudden, words, somebody put their hand on Juwan Howard, and Juwan Howard then went to smack somebody. And then, you know, when they say, oh, you know what, uh, do you fire him? No, we're going to suspend him the rest of the regular season. And, and on paper, you go, oh, okay, they're sending him down the rest of the regular, well, that's five games, two weeks. Would I have fired him? No. No. Now, are there priors? Have there been incidents there? But, you know, not anything to this degree. Do you like seeing it? No, I don't. It was a bad look. bad look for basketball, certainly for Juwan Howard. But, you know, when you're part of a successful team, that helps you get a hall pass here. Uh, His legacy there. You know, I thought about Patrick Ewing over the weekend. Georgetown's lost 18, 18 in a row. And we said this when he was hired, the day that he was hired. You don't hire somebody you can't fire. Clyde Drexler going back to Houston, Chris Mullen at St. John's, Patrick Ewing, you know, legends of the program. It feels like everybody gets fired, and Patrick's probably going to get fired. I love the man. I reached out to him yesterday just to say, I hope you're doing okay. And he texts back as he always does. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to be patient. They had the tournament run, but I, I, I think he's probably going to get fired. But, you know, it, he waited such a long time to get a head coaching job and his alma mater, gave him that opportunity. And I just feel bad for him because I do. I, I think he's one of the more misunderstood athletes I've ever been around. Because we all had this image of Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. You know, when people would say, you know, calling them thugs, calling, you know, they they didn't know Georgetown, Patrick Ewing, John Thompson. You know, we were intimidated by Georgetown. Oh, my gosh. And then you meet John. And you sit down and talk to Coach Thompson. And then I got a chance to sit down at an NBA Finals with Patrick. And... We've, we're friends. We stay in touch. Uh, we've had him on the show a lot. But he hasn't done a good job here this season. I don't know if he survives. Maybe he gets one more year. You know, he had players transfer, but losing 18 in a row, he's probably going to lose his job. Yes, Tom. And
3: it would be hard to cushion it as, you know, a mutual thing or he stepped down because he's already quoted as saying he wants to continue yeah. as being the coach of Georgetown. So you can't really kind of cushion it if they show him the door.
0: Um, yeah, it's tough. Tough situation. Andrew in Washington. Andrew, what's on your mind today?
5: Good morning. Great to have the boys all back together. Thanks for uh, getting back off the break. But uh, best and worst of the weekend, I'm going back to the All-Star game. Worst. It's still the dunk contest. I don't know what they can do to improve that, but waiting for Cole Anthony to put on some boots to miss a few dunks with his dad just, I don't know, just doesn't do it for me to get it hyped up be the first out of the gate. But the best of the weekend is, The LeBron James Michael Jordan argument of best player ever is finally over. Even in LeBron's home city of Cleveland, Michael (laughs) Jordan comes out. I'm watching it on TV. I get goosebumps. He's at a live event and he gets the biggest ovation. What is the rest? Best one ever. It doesn't matter if it's a series or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think LeBron is a, a greater player than Michael. Michael has a, a better resume of winning championships. We, we, we talk about this occasionally. I try not to talk about it. I, I think we underrate LeBron James with what he's been able to do as long as he's been able to do it in different places, with different teams. And yes, he chose to go to those teams. Look at what he did with that Cleveland Cavaliers team. His first one, nobody, nobody is taking that team to the NBA Finals, including Michael Jordan. Not happening. Just not. That was a Bad team. Bad team. Uh, but, you know, Michael Michael comes out and, you know, it's it's like Ali. It's like Babe Ruth. It's a, a living legend. Usually you're a, a legend after you passed away. When people talk about, oh, my gosh. Remember him? Like Ali. When Ali came into a fight in Atlantic City and Mike Tyson was fighting, and I think it was against Joe, Joe Frazier's son, and when ali came in it's still one of the more impactful moments of just hearing hearing the crowd like ali is in the building and they were doing the chant and oh my god it was awesome i mean that's that's as close as living legend and and michael is that but michael's not out and about you know ali ali was out and about even when he couldn't speak any longer he was still this incredible presence there but when Jordan showed up, it was like, okay, this is a 75th anniversary celebration. Mike was in the building. And he's given guys grief, given magic grief, you know, wanting to play one-on-one. And I know that there's been fallout. This is what happens. Whenever you have a team like this, whenever you have the anniversary, 50 greatest, who's on, who's not on. And, you know, should Bill Walton be on there? No, he shouldn't. Love, Bill, one of my favorite people in my life that I've ever met. One of the greatest college players, certainly in the top maybe five, certainly ten of all time, college basketball. Loved the way he played the game. Is he one of the 75 greatest NBA players? No, he's not. He's not. Could he have been? Absolutely. But he's not. Uh, And, and, you know, they're – Guys who were probably uh, more deserving than Bill is, uh, you know he, had, he was on two title teams, one with the Celtics as his sixth man, certainly what he did in Portland with a, one of my favorite teams of all time, defeating the 76ers, uh, but he he was not healthy enough to be one of the greatest of all time. But that, you know when you have somebody that you want to put on, you have to take somebody off. And you know you' got some of these guys who said, "Hey, I, I'm better than. yeah." You can make that case. But for the most part, it, I love the celebration of, of the NBA and, and the former players because they didn't get a lot of this recognition. And I, I love that people can look back and go, oh, I didn't know that guy did this. Uh, or they held this guy in high regard. It, it, was, it was great to see. And, and then the All-Star game, like Steph Curry. Thank God Steph Curry was in the All-Star game because he saved the weekend. It was unbelievable. It's so much fun. And I wonder, 15 years from now, when somebody says, you know what? I remember as a kid, you know, I was 10 years old. I was eight years old. I was watching Steph Curry in the All-Star. Like, this is how, this is how it works. It's life-changing. And all of us here, if you're of a certain age, you can remember a certain player. Like, ask Dirk Nowitzki about the dream team. Those players in Europe, the Dream Team, changed their lives. I mean, Luca, it it changed their lives because they're watching the Dream Team. And that's what we see sometimes with these. We don't know it at the time. But you have these moments where you go, I remember when. And we've all had those moments. And I've been very fortunate. I mean, I, I covered Del Curry, Steph's dad. And now you see Steph playing. And I'll probably be around longer than Steph continues to play to watch LeBron come in to be there at Jordan and all those championships. And now LeBron's son coming into the NBA. Unbelievable. Uh, A couple more phone calls, Jeremy in Wisconsin. Hi, Jeremy, what's on your mind today?
5: Hey, good morning and welcome back, Mr. Patrick, fellas. So, uh, Best of the weekend is my UW Oshkosh Titans winning their conference tournament and playing great.
0: Folly! How did basketball. we forget about that happening? That's oh, on me. Oh my god! That's on me. Okay, sorry, Jeremy. I should have mentioned it earlier.
5: It's all right. Uh, but playing great team basketball ahead of the Division Three tournament and my worst of the weekend. So recently, I had to decline a military promotion, choosing family first. And having to explain to peers that you received a lot of good advice from trusted sources, one of whom is Dan Patrick, Uh but you've never never met Dan Patrick in person, receives a lot of blank stares. But thank you (laughs) for the good advice you always give.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Not sure what advice I gave you. Maybe choosing family, I think considering for decades I chose my job before family. But I had to learn from me to help you learn from me, I think. Uh, Gibbs in Virginia Beach. Hi, Gibbs. Best and worst of the weekend.
6: What's up, Dan O? Hey, bud. I hope you all had a good vacation. Uh, Fritzy, I I had a uh, good mock headline for you last week. I was emailing you vigorously (laughs) throughout the week, but uh, no response. How about fab five fingers to the face? Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, And and Fritzy, your run, run, incomplete punt. That sounds a little bit like your booking stat line right now. Wow. Wow. no, have got to keep it positive. All right. Positivity Monday, shout-out to my guy in Atlanta. Um, uh, Best and worst from the weekend, man. Best, Adonis Lattimore, senior from Lansdowne High School here in Virginia Beach, same high school as Percy Harvin, won the Class 6 Virginia State Championship in wrestling. If you know anything about wrestling, you know this is a hotbed, um, birthplace of the Granby Roll And the most amazing part about it was he was born without legs and only one digit on his right hand. So that man's story needs to be told. Shout out to Chris in Syracuse. Hope to hear from you, brother.
0: All right. Thank you, Gibbs. Got a lot in there. When's the last time we heard from Chris in Syracuse? Paulie, do you... uh... I'm going to go 2017-ish, checking my notes.
2: Is that when he called in? He called a couple times over the past... Decade. Yeah, I know. Maybe like 2014, he called in to wish you well, and as a surprise to end the year. Oh, if I, if I my notes are correct.
0: Oh, he was a professional caller. He was he was one of the first regular callers that we had, and he was so good. Chris and Siri. Hey
2: Dan, just want to call in and talk about yeah. that question. <laughs> hey guys, how are we doing? I was frizzy.
0: Let me take a break. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend coming up after this. It's been almost four years since we announced the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at Full Sail University, and I love to tell you we have over 400 active students, over 100 graduates, graduates who are getting jobs when they come out. We want students to get hands-on experience in a variety of areas. Your degree is in sports casting. You're going to find out everything you need to know in front of the camera, behind the camera, in the control room, being in the studio, in the press box. We've got grads around the country who are working. In fact, Taylor Schaub is the sports director at a station in California. He was at the Super Bowl covering it. If you or anybody you know is looking to get into this field, give our school a look. And in about half the time, you can earn your degree, a bachelor's degree in sports casting. You can choose to earn that degree online or Full sales beautiful campus in Orlando, Florida. To learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, Go to fullsale.edu/slash Dan Patrick. Fullsale.edu/slash Dan Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. Our two poll question, Dan. Let me figure that out because I don't even remember what we put up there. All right. Let's go around the room. Best and
0: worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you.
3: My best of the weekend. Saturday afternoon in East Lansing, Michigan State beats number four Purdue after junior Tyson Walker buries a three, leaving 1.4 seconds on the clock. Spartans win 68-65. Seven of the top 10 teams lose.
0: Wait, that, that's your best of the whole Yeah, I was watching week. that
3: game. I thought it was, a, it was kind of a... Boring weekend for me, I guess. But that was a very cool moment. I was watching uh, a lot of that game. Okay. And my worst of the weekend, although there was an overtime period involved in D.C. Friday night, Spurs and Wizards score combined 310 points. Final score, 157-153 in San Antonio. Nice defense.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Seton? My best of the week off. I think we really need to start talking about DeMar DeRozan as...
0: Oh, As, <laughs> oh, oh, Paul, as Paul, an MVP candidate. Paulie... That was Paul's. Uh, okay. So we'll talk about DeMar DeRozan, MVP. Anything else? Uh,
1: my other best of the weekend was stealing that from Paul. That was, I just doubled down. That was great.
0: I can't believe I had this whole riff. Okay, we'll get to you. You can still riff on it. I can now. Marvin, uh, best and
1: worst of the weekend? I had a stat to go with mine. Oh, oh, you do? Paul stole my thunder, as usual. Okay. Uh, this stat is a couple of days old. But there's seven players in NBA history who've had eight straight 35-point games. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, James Harden, Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, now DeMar DeRozan. Dude is a boss.
0: Can you remember a great play by DeMar DeRozan? Right? He's, he's a great player. He doesn't have great plays. He doesn't have highlights. Is he a compiler? A daily um, compiler? No, I, I I think he's just a, a a slasher and a jump shooter, like a nice 18 footer. But uh, you don't really even you know you can watch the Joker and the Joker will give you some some highlights. Certainly his passing, he's spectacular with his passing. But when you think of an MVP, you're, you normally you go, man, did you see that guy? DeMar DeRozan it's like, uh, yeah, I watched, and he, man, he seemed like he got a lot of points there. He's having a great year. I just don't know if – when's the last time you thought of an MVP and you couldn't remember a highlight that they had that season? Just saying. Marvin? Uh,
4: First best of the weekend, I got two. Oh. Michael Jordan and LeBron James hugging. Twitter just couldn't even handle it. The fact that <laughs> it was like, you know, the Civil War. Like, no – You guys can't embrace and you guys can't, you know, show each other.
0: I would have loved if Michael just put his hand out like to kiss the ring to LeBron. Kiss all six of them. Yeah,
4: whoa. All right, and uh, my second best is Richard Jefferson. His, uh, His commentary yesterday during the Lakers game was so good. And especially even criticizing his man LeBron, even better.
0: Richard Jefferson's done a really, he's good. But he was good when he was at the end of his career. You could tell that he was going to have success as a, as a broadcaster. Pauly? Best of the weekend.
2: I'm going to go uh, Chelsea versus uh, Liverpool at oh. Wembley Stadium. It went to
0: oh. P- penalty
2: PKs. PKs. Oh. So I think they're on penalty kick 11. And the goalkeeper for Chelsea, who was subbed in for their star goalkeeper, just airballs it about 10 feet over the goal. And uh, Chelsea loses to Liverpool. Weirdest of the week off, Tampa Bay Pro Bowl guard. Uh, uh, Allie Marpet. He's 28 years old. He's retiring from the NFL. He's 28, just made the Pro Bowl. He's probably their best offensive lineman. This is the kind of the era where he gets paid now. He's retiring, but it's not even a blip. Players retiring at 28 is not a big deal anymore, and it was just a casual story.
0: Yes, yeah, Dad said that uh, he wanted to be healthy the rest of his life, and uh, he was going to retire at the age of, of 28. John in Ohio. Hey, John, best and worst of the weekend.
5: Oh, Dan, thanks for getting to me. Uh, Best of the weekend was uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon coming back, scoring 20 points as the Pacers beat the Celtics by 21. The worst of the weekend, I was invited to a wedding this weekend, made the trek out in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, roll up to the wedding. It's so far out in the middle of nowhere, I'm thinking of people I owe money to. I might get whacked. But the father bride gets out of his car and goes, Hey man, you guys might want to wait in your car. We're we'll running a little late. And I'm like, What? We're just gonna go in there and find a seat. It's an outdoor wedding. Twenty eight degrees, <laughs> ice on the trees. They didn't mention it on the on the invite. Outdoor wedding. And then follow that up, we sit in the reception hall, wait two hours. For food to be brought out, where where was this, food.
0: John? What what city?
5: Uh, uh,
0: the booming metropolis of Loudonville, Ohio. Okay, all right, nowhere. All right. Well, I'm glad you survived, John. Thank you. I would think you want to put that that you, you put that on the wedding invitation. Outdoor wedding in Ohio? Yes, Pauline? Yeah, I was 40 in Loudonville
2: the other night, so that's that's pretty chilly. Mm. <laughs> Yes,
0: Todd.
3: You put on the invitation, outdoor wedding, and it presses, I know, right? <laughs> like, what are we doing?
0: I, I have not heard of that before. A outdoor wedding in uh, Ohio in February. Yeah, Paul? I went to a wedding last summer where food wasn't
2: served at a wedding. It was, And there was no alcohol as well. It was oh. neither. And no one was informed of this before they got to the wedding.
0: I went to a wedding and uh, a, a reception, and they served... Champagne and cake. And that was it. Everybody was drunk and full of cake. Uh, at, at one point, uh, we, we broke the, gro- the, the groom's ribs. Uh, we piled on him and uh, broke his ribs. <laughs> <laughs> so he went on his honeymoon with broken ribs. Should have broken a couple more. Yes, uh, yes, he. We once were invited
1: over to a friend's house and they're like, hey, you guys want to come over and we'll do like pizza and stuff and throw in a movie for the kids and hang out like a Friday night kind of thing. They're like, oh, yeah, cool, awesome, we'll get there. And then when I got there with my family, that family had already eaten the pizza. Oh. <laughs> and like, so we walked in, and they were like, oh, hey, uh, you guys feel like a slice? And we're like, whoa, hold up. I thought I thought when you said the whole like pizza movie thing with the kids, that, that all meant collectively together, not that you could, we would show up to a bunch of empty pizza boxes. <laughs> what
0: the hell's wrong with you guys? Can you take these as you're walking yeah, out and put these yeah, on the dumpster? Put them in the garbage can. Yes, Todd.
3: At the wedding, if there's no food, is it too passive-aggressive to go out to a local supermarket, buy a bunch of stuff, just start handing out chips and pretzels and subs to I, people? I,
0: I, you've I got you to make a statement you, to these people. Well, you do have to say something on the, the invitation, I would think.
3: Eat beforehand. Yeah. We're too cheap to provide any type of food and drink.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Final hour coming up on this Monday. Pass out some Fritos. Paulie, Paulie always brings a flask. Never know. Always. When we went to Notre Dame, USC, on the sidelines, paulie has got a flash. (laughs) Lifesaver. We're drinking hooch on the sidelines there. Final hour coming up. More phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. Back after this.